Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Skip the tutorial, number one video game podcast in nowhere. I'm uh, one of your hosts this week, Bryant Voorhees Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Dime Trap Fortner. What's going on, man? Oh, man, you know, living the old, same old American dream, brother. <laughs> same old American dream, man. How you holding up today, man? How you feeling? Good, dude. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. This is going to be a weird one this week with all the, all the, the PC resetting and all the 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 Russian interference. That's who I'm going to blame this week on my laptop. Is the Russians? It's the Russians' faults. That's why the uh... I, blame, <laughs> I blame Kanye for all of this foolishness and confusion. Don't That's worry. It. I mean, it's it. Kanye. We're going to find out Kanye's a Russian, and we're going to find One out like days. on Captain America when he was Hydra. We're going to find out Kanye was a Russian, and that's why <laughs> it's all connected like that. And this when you look out and see the insanity going on it all comes back yeah what was that didn't we do kanye dreams of androids episode yeah back when uh yeah fucking uh does kanye dream you know, of electric androids or some shit yeah bro i man please help that man bro mental health issues are running rampant in the country bro we all we all struggling so kanye obviously i don't know i didn't mean, i don't, you you know you already said it was gonna be a weird one fuck it it's just gonna be one of them old school ones, man. Due to technical dis- difficulties, but if you ride with us and fuck with us, you already know what it is. Yeah, this one's gonna be off the top of the dome mostly, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, Kanye was in the president's office this week. Derek Lewis, who's my new favorite Instagram to follow, he's a uh, UFC fighter. They call him the Black Beast from Houston, Texas. Uh, he posted <laughs> he posted one of those uh, those screen grabs from when Kanye was trying to show the president a picture. And on his phone, the first tab that pulled up was a Pornhub link. Well, <laughs> I just... Man, that reminds me of every time Suicide Squad of... <laughs> like, and I mean this. If you're really my friend. Yep. And I pass away, like my real friends out there, man. Grab my phone and throw that shit off of a mountain. Mm-hmm. I already told you, bro. I'll grab your phone and throw it in a microwave in a hot second. In a hot second. As what I for, as what I for you, Brian. Mm-hmm. As what I for you. I mean, as as what I for any of my loved ones, man. Don't 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 nobody need to know. Don't you worry. Know, on my so. phone, you'll pull it up and you'll go, man. He was researching a lot of spell casting in Dungeons and Dragons. I don't understand. <laughs> Just so many. Right, Brian. So much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah, that, uh, that's 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 what I find, Brian. I'm sure of it. Well, there's also uh, the there's also in living color trivia that i always research or anything from kids in the hall or monty python you know me and my sketch comedy i love my sketch comedy and i forgot man you 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 a super secret spy you got (laughs) you probably got a firewall to protect all the dark web shit but anybody that listens to the show knows you're on the dark web bro always (laughs) always every day twice a day web 
Well, the uh, I used to have one of those boxes installed. Um, that basically, I used to have one of those boxes installed in one of my old apartments where if you unplug the computer, it fried, it was supposed to fry your hard drive. I don't know how well that actually would work instead of deactivating it, but who knows? It's, so yeah, some old Mission Impossible shit, my brother. Yeah, dude, I bought it off of eBay. I'm pretty sure it didn't work. I was like in my early twenties. I thought I was so cool. I was like, mm, I'm going to hack some people in a day. Let me put my fedora on. God no, dude. I was I was a terrible human being back then. We all learn. We all learn. We all grow up. We all I was doing some real fly shit in my early twenties though, B. You know that, man. I, I don't like to go to nostalgia because <laughs> it don't matter what you did then, it matter what you're doing now. You know what I'm saying? True. But the reason why you're doing what you're doing now is probably because of what you did then. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, sure. those are those are those growing pain ages, bro. That's that sounded what yeah. we'll see. I, I guess it's I guess it's perspective too. Which is kind of what this episode is about, because I think about what you just said, and I still think that's cool. If you was doing some some old hacker shit like that, man, that's a, that's around the Matrix era and shit. So you was really probably on some drinking beer, and smoking cigarettes. Yep, I feel you, bro. Yep, drinking yeah. beer, smoking cigarettes, sitting there wearing my my sunglasses indoors, going, "I'm too cool for this world. Nobody understands me." <laughs> I mean, I like the trailer park boy in you, though, man. I think that's what we originally part of. I'm partly connected. That's true. Um, that's true. There's you know still some of that, man. I still like cheap beer. I still like PBRs, and I still like going to really crappy dive bars. There's something about it. I think I'll just never lose. I love places like that. Maybe it's the man. people watching. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's both in our nature as well. It wasn't until I started doing this a little bit more and hanging out in my new relationship, though, I started looking at beers and, and looking at shit like IPA. I, was, I never knew what that was before. It was just beer. Cheap. Yeah. Cheap. Bud. Budweiser. As my wife anyway, says, man, IPAs taste like pine wood. Yeah, I, I, still ain't, I still ain't quite figured it out. There's still some old space age shit in some aspect to me. It's kind of, it's just funny. It's just a observation. Once again, perspective. It's all about perspective. That's what this week is. If this is your first time joining us, we're a video game show. Uh, we get together, we talk <laughs> about the video games we've been playing, we talk about some video game news, and then we have a round table. Sometimes we do top sevens for you as a mini-sode. Uh, this week is a full episode, full round table episode. Todd, what's our round table this week? Critics versus the people, sir. Boom. You know, or, or how they come together sometimes, just critic ratings and, you know, the actual gamers or moviegoers or whatever. Kind of inspired by this this Venom yeah. movie that came out, you know, a few other things. So yeah, and I think it'll be a good one. I I don't think I think something that some our our fans don't realize about me is I did spend some time as a movie critic. Um, you know, got featured in the paper a couple of times. You know, nothing important, but I did go to press screenings and stuff like that, and I was in contact with some movie critic groups. So this will be a good topic because I can kind of understand where the critics are coming from. However. I also understand where the audience is coming from. Always, always going to understand where the audience is coming from. I always think that critics lose a lot of people because they, I don't know, they kind of get high and mighty. Like their opinion, it's like my opinion's being paid for, so it's the only one that matters. When the truth is, no, so it's the one that's being bought. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Just like a good, just like a good attorney. But that's something we can get into, you know, down the line in the good old round table. But definitely knew this would pique your interest or would yes. hope it would pique your interest now um, uh, remind you know, me to 
venom shit. Hopefully you see it. I think that your serious shit for your brain, Venom might be a good one because you just I, I would like to pick your brain, man. Sometimes my brain goes back and forth between the critic brain and the in- in audience brain, and sometimes they fight and struggle, and they wrestle around naked together, and it just gets very weird in my mind. Anyway, moving on. Todd, I've got a question for you. Uh, first, multiple personality disorder. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We all have it. We just don't admit it. Uh, no, no, no. Everybody does not have the Roseanne bar, bro. <laughs> there, there's there's ways to test that. That's not true. Are you sure about that? Everybody has their own. I'm, I can assure you, everybody does not have the particular Roseanne bar. I think we should start naming certain mental illnesses after certain celebrities like the Kanye yes. West or yes. the Roseanne Barr or the Trump you could as well you know um the Bill Cosby yes because you can yes. recognize some of these things by just the name now right yeah yeah you know what I'm it's saying just the, the media the, the Louis CK mm-hmm. that's where you like to jerk off in front of people the Harvey Weinstein it's where you like to molest and rape women I mean, see, it's kinda... I, I like it. Yeah, I think we could do that. Right. Yeah, and then it would put Maybe shame to their. Tool. Think about that; it'd be better punishment too, because then it would forever shame their name, forever. However, what would the Kanye West be? That's where I'm really. What would the the Kanye West Bipolar. be described? Up, oh, yep. There we go. Okay, and the Trump would be narcissism. It would have to be, like, just narcissism and racism. Which yeah, you could. You could you could diagnose as a mental illness. That's also true. That's fair. I like this idea. We need to contact the psychiatric board of whoever's in charge of this and run this by them and be like, look, skip the tutorial. We're the number one video game show. We've got all the answers to solve your problems right now. Here's how you punish two people at once. This is what you do. It would be perfect. No, I don't want to do that at all. It was just a joke about celebrities and everything else and then you took it to the level to put pressure on a bee. <laughs> I know. I know. That was now my we gotta fault. be the saviors of all and that is never gonna be the case. I'm just trying to save myself man and hopefully Every affect day. others around me positively such as the motherfucking tribe. The solid yes. ones I call. Speaking yes. of that, do we have any shout outs this week, Todd? Yeah, we probably do but I ain't get a chance to <laughs> look them up because we you know, you know, the normal Shout out to everybody, man. Yeah, that's really what honest. I'm going for. Shout out. I mean, we got a couple of new followers on Facebook, you know. Um, we got a recommendation on Facebook, and I'm sorry I don't remember your name. I just do not have that information pulled up in front of me. I mean, yeah, we're not psychic, but yeah. you already know what it is. You can hear the genuine realness, hopefully, in my voice. Yes. Talking with you, you already know. And it's, it's, not, it's a tight-knit group at this point. I like that. It's solid. You know, it's a good core of people that really or resonating with us and we resonating with them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we could always do the normal everyday shout outs to the people that I know are listening and, and OGs, you know, the Big Willies, the Lokis, you know what I'm saying? The Wesleys, the Andrews, hopefully he doing well, you know what I'm saying? Outside, you know, the ones that, you know, my homeboy, the Mikes, the Sybils. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Yeah, we got the so, normal yeah, group. Man. We got a new trucker. I know that. I'm sorry your name's escaping yeah, me right now. Yeah, man, he's so cool though. Uh, I oh, mean, it's some his posts we could probably are great. up on the phone or whatever. It, it, it's we're blaming technical difficulties, but in all honesty, we just being lazy, man. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> rainy outside. I don't want to. It's a rainy day. 
and it's just a different kind of format day but it's just a part of the grind you know what i mean and trying to stay true to the to to what we we made a promise of you know what i'm saying hell sleet or snow we trying to do the show you know yes. so it's all good though because it's appreciated it's appreciated that we even have you all of you it's not about the singular anybody that's listening to this shit right now we appreciate you taking the time to, to listen to us yes 100 <laughs> percent buffoonery yes i did promise uh on twitter that we would talk just a minute about the khabib connor fight because i did watch it i ran it by you earlier this week uh todd um so this has kind of been the talk of the mma world and i know me and you are both a fan of combat sports we're both bigger fans of boxing than mma but mma has kind of been the one that takes over so i did watch the khabib connor fight i want to run this by you and just get your opinion on it real quick todd while we got you here um so khabib beats connor destroys him just kills destroys the golden boy of the mma the ufc connor mcgregor Connor only takes one round, but he ends up tapping out in the fourth. After that, Khabib jumps the fence to go attack one of Connor's coaches. Two people jump into the ring from Khabib's camp, and they end up sucker punching Connor a few times. Now, the the question I have for you is: Khabib is currently the lightweight champion um, of the UFC. Um, he's got that belt still. So the big question I have is: you is should he be stripped of his title and banned from the UFC, or just fined and just given a suspension and just just from that breakdown what do you think and see that you know what i would want more information um yeah because unfortunately my friend i know we touched bases and talked about this earlier but i'm gonna tell you the same thing i said now initially i mean then when i really hadn't looked into it it's uh, you know you know, I, I you know mma is cool i just always i'm miss it it's not something like high priority from time that i got right now but um when you were telling me about it and i did kind of look at it a little bit i heard it here and there um for what i understand like my initial reaction is well you know just find them i wouldn't strip them you know what i'm saying uh, maybe suspend them but for like a minute but i don't have enough information like i didn't actually see it and i don't know how egregious it was and i don't know what inspired his reaction like if he was just being a ruthless savage or was another grown man disrespecting another grown man and that's supposed to be some honorable combat because I know like with my, the fight with McGregor and Mayweather, you know, McGregor says some, he can say some disrespectful shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's a little bit beyond just classic trash talk of the olden days of Muhammad Ali or, you know, shit like that. So it's like, I don't, I, but the, that's a long way to say, I, I really don't know. I really don't have that much of an opinion. I mean, it's a violent, sport so it's just like how mad can i get about extreme violence in a sport that's bred for violence i don't really get overly excited about that um i'll you know i i fuck with it but it's not that crucial to me like you said i'm more of a fan of like boxing yeah it don't seem it's it's fucked up you'll definitely get brain damage but in some ways it doesn't seem as brutal yeah even though it's i don't know i, I don't know it's, i'm on the fence but combat sports in general like, I fuck with it. I'm, I even started watching a little bit of football again this year. But it's not – I don't get the same kind of overall excitement about it like I used to. I just recognize when, you know, when in Rome, go to the Gladiator games yep. and understand that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100% I agree with you. Um, as far as just kind of the takeaway that most people seem to be having 
Um, in my opinion, I don't think he needs to be stripped. Uh, I mean, you know, really looking at it, looking at some of the back end. And like you said, McGregor's a trash talker. But he does go above and beyond because that's part of his game, obviously. But some of that stuff, considering, you know, the, the background of Khabib was, you know, in his mind, extremely disrespectful. And just not appropriate at all. Um, hold on, Todd. Somebody's ringing my doorbell. All right. Sorry about that interruption. Uh, just for a second there. Amazon decided. There was an interruption? There was. There was an interruption, man. It was it was an accidental interruption, but still an interruption. Uh, <laughs> that's okay, though. We're talking about video games. We're not talking about Amazon package deliveries. We talked about the fight for a little bit. It is what it is. Todd, I do have one question for you, though, so we can uh, give the people what they want, just like yay. Yay. Just gives the people what, he, what they want, apparently. That's what have you been playing this week, my friend? Oh, yeah, man. Hold up. Yeah. Before I say that, because nothing's really changed, man. Uh, just just to, to be completely transparent, I'd probably say too much on this show already. This this is the anniversary of somebody that was really close to me passing away, bro. Like today. Today was the day. It was my Aunt Erica. I have to give her a definitely special shout out on today. Oh, Not yeah, to dude, bring that down. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because we always do the RIPs and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, man. You know, she was like, be her, between her, my mama, and my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? That that woman was real important to me, man. So I just want to say a real quick shout out to Erica, to Sharrah, you know what I'm saying? And my little cousin who passed away the year before my auntie, um, Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah. viciously murdered. So, like, that's why it kind of sticks with me, you know what I'm saying? He shot and burned up in a car with him and his girlfriend. Then my auntie passed away a year later, you know what I'm saying, from a heart attack. My cousin founder, you know what I'm saying. So today is kind of like a weird day for me, yeah. Because especially like with my little cousin, I didn't even get a chance to go home and see him get put in the ground. You know what I mean? But I did. I was able to put my auntie in the ground. You know what I'm saying? She was a real special woman, and she gave me whatever I want, including Atari games. Like I'll never forget you. I love you, and you know that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still to to say what I've been playing. I'm still playing Fist of the North Stars. So I've had a rotation week. Um, speaking of back in the gap, like classic games, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm really having a good time still taking time with that. And I am not getting tired of doing my Hoktoshin style and pressure pointing the fuck out of people and blowing them up. Uh, the, the way the map is opening up more and more, the wasteland traveling, the classic little music, the storyline, the great anime feel. It really has kept me actually from getting Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? As much as uh, a great game as that is, I was supposed to get that one yesterday. From what I've been hearing um, about it, it's just too much of a grind right now. October is packed. So, you know, Red Dead right around the corner. So I kind of just stuck with my normal rotation. Fist of the North Star. I got the Madden League going. It was the first year that I had all them draft picks since I was forced to get the fucking Raiders. I had to, I got all the tra- draft picks from Chicago, so we had a good first little year. But this next year, I had a lot of fun running through the draft and building up my team. So that's been real great. Shout out once again to my boy Mike. Fuck you too. At at the same time, S Y B A U. Shut your bitch ass up. H A N ho ass nigga. But I love you, my brother. But anyway, um, and I've been playing a little bit of live. Who's live? I know it's some people. I still gotta fuck with on the two K. It's all love, no disrespect. 
but I do, if nothing else, even though 2K is a superior game, I just like getting on live every now and then to try to hoop a little bit and get a bunch of free shit. I don't have to worry about paying for my tattoos or clothes. Live gives me plenty of shit, and I just want to at least max that guy out for the, you know, free-free. And it's kind of cool. They got court battles on there now, so you can come to my personalized court pretty soon and fuck with me if you want to do that. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I've been playing, man. Like, that's 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 been a little bit of my, my week, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still might see about Odyssey. We'll see because I'm such a – everybody knows how I feel about Origins. Um, that's also another reason, you know, perspective is, is kind of been interesting from what I hear yep. or what I see with that. When, when we talked about Origins, like, Odyssey was anticipated. You know, minus hopefully I was hoping I'm shying away from it because what I'm hearing about the microtransactions, which was a concern when Origins came out, you know, but uh, that's pretty much been this week, you know, revving up still night on the fence about getting black ops on the fence. Yeah. I got some partners out there that's trying to get the black ops. So, you know, we'll see. But I really haven't felt pressed for anything other than the the upcoming big game i i really even hadn't even been keeping too much of an eye on my switch like i'm in super mario part like or whatever the fuck a few other things like i've really been solidified with my my rotation right now but what about you bro what you been playing man that's the thing is i ain't played anything since sunday i just want to be real transparent and open with everybody the last thing i played was uh uh tells of uh tells of fan tells of fantasia <laughs> or no tells of symphonia Played a little bit of Tales of Symphonia this week. It's a classic game. I talked about it earlier this year. Uh, it's still a great port for the GameCube version. But this year, this month is October. And October is my sort of month, especially for horror movies. So I've been watching a lot more horror movies this this week. Usually it's one or two a night, uh, generally speaking. Um, wanted to get Odyssey. Just never got around to it with the job. And then uh, having unfortunate incident occur yesterday. While I was working, uh, which was kind of annoying. Um, but everything I've heard about Odyssey is there's a lot of people out there saying it's their favorite Assassin's Creed game. So the plan is to go get it tonight along with Mega Man 11 to get caught up on those before um, Red Dead 2 comes out. Red Dead 2 coming out. Lots of talk about Red Dead 2. Lots of uh, um, reviews. Uh, did you get your Game Informer yet for this week? No. Okay, they've got a write-up about Red Dead 2 that made it even better, in my opinion. Basically saying Rockstar, Rockstar is again redefining the open-world genre, Red Dead 2. So I'm excited about that. Um, but outside of that, man, I'll, I'll say this. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, go watch Sleepaway Camp. I watched that one recently. I watched that. I know it's a video game show, but we do talk about whatever we want. And Sleepaway Camp is the thing that I want to talk about right now. So I hadn't seen Sleepaway Camp in a long time. This is a very, very amazing—it's a great slasher flick, but it's also a very subversive slasher flick because there's not much slashing that occurs. It also has a great twist ending to the entire movie. It's very, very disturbing at times, and some of the stuff that they did in the '80s—it was a little bit of uh, just. I, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it, when you watch it. It's on Amazon Prime streaming. I highly recommend watching Sleepaway you Camp if mail. you have not. Uh, but outside of that, man, I'm just excited for Red Dead, buddy. I really, I'm really excited for Red Dead. I'm really excited about Mega Man 11. I already bought it. It's downloading. Uh, it's downloaded on the Switch. I haven't played it yet. So 
I do need to play Mega Man 11. I've heard great things about that too. And you know how much of a platformer nut I am with with mm-hmm. with the the platforming, you know, concept, especially Mega Man. Um, that being said, I did forget I went back and played Mega Man 7 this week. Earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday, I went through and played and beat Mega Man 7. It's on the Xbox Games Pass. Um, the Legacy Collection still holds up. Still one of my favorites. Still got some of the best music in it. It's not as good as Mega Man Zero, in my opinion, but I do love me some Mega Man 7. So that Games Pass, I keep I keep checking into that. It keeps getting better. Um, keeps getting even... Oh, and I did play a round of Friday the 13th, the game. We talked about this. I did play one round of Friday the 13th, the game. I don't know how I feel yeah, about it's, the... Mecha- it's, automatic, it's automatically on my list for, like, best horror games one of them ever yeah it's 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 really cool what they did with the tribute there i understand why people were upset about it when it first came out but it looks like the developers have constantly worked to make that thing better and i enjoyed my experience i mean i I, i'm gonna play it again tonight i really enjoyed my experience and as a huge friday the 13th fan you know seeing some of the tribute to it whether it be the burlap sack uh the different masks the galleries of masks um, all of those things, man, were just really, really cool. Um, especially seeing everything that was just, you know, the, 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 the true love and passion they had from Friday the 13th, this, just the real, real, real embrace of the property that they had. They really, you could tell that they enjoyed what they were doing by making that game. And I will say this is probably the best example of a multiplayer game where it's like a one versus all. You know, they did a good job, and they made it quite scary. It's, it's you know, it, it did have a few moments in there. I enjoyed my experience with that. That's what, that's what shook me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to feel any emotion when I heard the classic. Yeah, yeah. We hear that kill, so, kill, kill. That thing is so good. The way they handled that was so good. The mother speaking to Jason while he's walking around and you're trying to find the campers and shit like that. Excuse me, kids. It's not Sunday, so I got some Chick-fil-A. But, uh, and adults. But, um, all right. That's not very professional, I understand. But, yeah, bro, that's what's up. But you know what else I found interesting, man? What? The whole perspective, bro. Like I, I've heard, like, how you were, like, people are saying it's the best or, I mean, best game ever since Assassin's Creed since like Black Flag I've also heard that it, it's just grinding and people can't get through it and actually some yeah. people I respect you know and I think it's just really perspective on that one it really is man but I can't really speak on it too much in depth because I haven't played it yet so you know uh, that I, I'll get into more probably more once I get get my hands on it and play it and can make a comparison but you know I still I mean we just got Origins it hadn't been that long Spider-Man took forever to get out. God of War took forever. Red Dead Redemption is taking forever. It's you know sometimes it's about skipping. That's that's what the show is like. Skip through the dumb shit and just get straight to you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Why not waste time or money? Yeah, I mean that's the thing, man. Is that you know we're we're you know we're always looking for you know what's going to be the better thing to play. I mean sometimes it does come down to options. It's like what are my options this week for what. What what suits my interest, and it really is all about that perspective, uh, which we'll be talking about a little bit later in the roundtable. 
but that's been this week for what we've been playing. Uh, stick with us, and we'll be back with some news for you guys. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, where we got the news segment. We got some news to break down. Uh, let's roll that news theme. Channel 4 News, with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Chamkine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. All right. First piece of news we got this week is uh, PSN's got a flash sale going on. PSN's got a flash sale going on quite a bit. A lot of Ubisoft this week, Todd. A lot of Ubisoft on sale this week, including some of the old Assassin's Creed games. Lots of good sales on this. Have you looked at this thing? Yeah. Nah. Nah. I've been, I've been busy buying and playing them. So now nah, I missed it this week. <laughs> yeah, Origins is on sale for twenty nine ninety nine. That's a good price, man. If you haven't gotten that, Battleshelf Brigade, which I played, really loved. Conan Exiles, I do not recommend. Do not recommend Conan Exiles. Divinity Original Sin two. That's we got that on sale. A bunch of Far Cry stuff. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Mega Man X Legacy. Uh, Shinmu one and two. They're on sale for twenty two forty nine right now. Uh, South Park, the entire video game collection, $35.99. Uh, Vampire, which I still don't know how I feel. Maybe that $35.99 price was a good point. Maybe that's a that's a good point for that price range itself. Um, but yeah, the PSN flash sales going on right now. Uh, next piece of news, Blizzard confirms that Diablo 3 will be cross-platform play. It'll be cross-platform play against... Oh, man, that's pretty good news. That's a pretty good idea. Cross-platform between the Switch and uh, PS4 and Xbox One. That's not bad, man. PS4 finally getting into it. You think that was the pressure that they felt from everybody for doing the cross-play thing? Mm. I think they just took some time to like figure out their business. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't jump off of the motion. And then they figured, I mean, they probably wouldn't going to really take a big loss. I don't really think they necessarily felt pressure like that. I mean, yeah. you know, people would, that, that, that's the, that's the advantage of being, you know, in the number one position at the time, you got a little bit more leverage. So they, they had a little bit more patience. It was something that was kind of inevitable and they wanted to make sure they had controls on it. The little quick article I read on it a few weeks ago, pretty much summed that up. So I just, I think in a, it was a good business move. Yeah, I mean, I just think overall you're right. Just a good business move at that point. Um, next piece of news. Looks like Capcom is planned to transition from a one-time sell model to a reoccurring revenue model. So I don't know how I feel about that, Capcom. I really talking about microtransactions and subscription fees. and I mean, it makes money, and I get it, and people like the idea you know, especially businesses these days and video game businesses. And we've talked about this before with 
you know, how do gaming companies plan to make a profit these days, especially with, you know, the cost of development going up versus the price point pretty much staying the same at $59.99 for a AAA game. So it looks like Capcom's looking to transition to that. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I like Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. I'm Capcom. I'm, you know, it's just, you know, that's my thoughts. Bandai Namco had there. There's no microtransactions in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, that'll work. There's other ways to make money. It's pretty. It's already been proven. It's just a little bit over the top. I, you know, I don't. I'm. I've said it several times. Like I'm not gonna bleed for the company. I mean, there has to be some kind of balance. I, I'm not ignorant. You know, that we had a whole episode on. I, I would be okay with paying more than the fifty nine ninety nine price mark as opposed to the gambling practices of some of these microtransactions. So, yep. yeah, that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. Um, Epic Games is blocking mouse and keyboard adapters in Fortnite. So if you're looking to adapt into a mouse and keyboard on your PS4 or your Xbox One, Epic Games is blocking those, and you are getting uh, called out for... I guess it's the way I was reading it is they're calling people out for cheating, which I don't really know how that. I mean, okay, maybe this is going a little too far. I get that it gives you a compare area, an advantage to use a mouse and a keyboard. I do, I understand that, but shouldn't that be your option if you want to play on with a mouse and keyboard on your PS4, or your Xbox One? I mean, really, should you be banned or blocked for cheating for something like that? Is that really cheating? I mean, it's just a different controller setup. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I, this is my first PC, bro. Like, I'm not really big into the PC culture enough to care about that. And um, I'm straying away from games that promote cheesing too much, anyway. As much as I love the 2K, the 2K is the, the father of that. Um, but I don't even know too many people. You know, I think that's it's kind of like virtual consoles. There's not even that many people in, in the market for all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, God Eater 3 will feature eight-player co-op assault mission. That's good, God Eater. Do, do what you do. Do what you do. Whatever you need to. A bunch of Call of Duty games on sale right now at uh, Walmart. A bunch of Call of Duty games. Uh, Tales of Bundles on sale with three games with Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Zestiria, and Tales of Berseria for $24. That's not not a bad deal. Not a bad little deal. I like those Tales games. They're good RPGs. Um, Some of the bigger news this week, though, was was the PS5, Todd. What's going on with the PS5? They're making it. They're making it. Congratulations, Sony. You're making the PS5. You're making the PS5. Uh, that's legit. That's that's legit how I feel about it until I'm still excited about PS4. It's just we had to talk about it. Yeah, still excited about the PS4. I'm glad they're making the PS5. Uh, do we have any major updates? So it says mark your calendars for 2019, 2020, and then 2021. So it looks like it's just mostly confirmation that it is being made and that ps4 that's is what's up the life cycle that's what's up yep that's what's cool all right what else we got this week 
Black Ops 4 has the best ratings and reviews so far of any Call of Duty game. Any Call of Duty game. That's not bad. I don't know. I haven't played Black Ops 4. I guess it was a short news cycle this week. Not really much going on. Fallout 76, full map revealed. Kotar remake project blocked by Lucasfilms. That's kind of disappointing. I really like Knights of the Old Republic. It's a classic game. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this news. Going to move on to the roundtable here, and we'll be right back with that roundtable. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial. We got our roundtable this week. Uh, roundtable, Todd. What's our roundtable this week? Critics versus the people, and I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, big difference a lot of times between the way critics and people very view view their view their, I guess their uh, the product, the end product. A lot of times it's movies. Uh, video games have some big ones too. Uh, you know, games where critics hated it and people loved it, and the opposite of that too, where you know people loved it or critics loved it and people absolutely could not stand it. Uh, let's, you know, I would start this discussion with I think one of the biggest gaps, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. 86 Metacritic, 86 Metacritic, 3.7 user score, 3.7 user score. One of the reviews on it that says the PC community was completely abandoned when dedicated servers were taken out. It's not the game is garbage, really. It's mostly that loyal gamers were completely ignored in that situation. So, Todd, let's start that question out. What is the difference? Why, why do you think that sometimes critics and fans... You know, I guess fervently disagree sometimes in big ways. You know, just overall averages here. Uh, just a fucked up side in the way of human behavior, just human interaction. Like I wrote down a note, kind of summed it up for me uh, with the whole uh, Dallas versus Saints game. I was watching that. You know, Saints fan Drew Brees breaks the record, right? They pan over to the dude in the crowd. Dude in the crowd is crying. You know? Yeah. And I connected with that a little bit, being from Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't shedding no tears or no shit like that. It's not like nobody died. It's not like whatever else. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of forgot about that part, and I was just excited about my team winning. But then, like, you know, get on social media, and it was a Cowboys fan that I fuck with, too, where he was like, uh, man, it's like, you would think somebody died or some shit like that or whatever else. And I just, I sat back, I kind of laughed because I was like, man, it's just funny how some people could just be out of touch with another person's experience just based on the perspective that they're coming from. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Like that, that, that used to be a storyline. Drew Brees used to be a storyline that people would have wanted to cry about with all the adversity and shit that he'd been through in the, the adversity of the city. And if you're a sports fan, you know, ESPN had talked about that. But I'm glad that they did because people are, you know, just 600 miles away don't even understand the kind of 
change that happened when when Katrina happened and the time and the Drew Brees coming in the city and what that represented for people. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so that's why I don't know, man. This is like a big gulf between somebody that might be a little bit more privileged in their position. You know what I'm saying? And they have a more uh, comfortable perspective as opposed to the people that's like scratching and struggling and striving and like every penny and trying to figure out a way to navigate through all the dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? And still survive with the little pennies as opposed to the people that's sitting up in the in the cushy spots, whether they earn that or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, but it's a but at the same time, it's a reason why critics are critics. They are professionals and they have access to information that the average person doesn't have. So that gives them a bit of a more privileged perspective. Like, you know, you kind of got to settle for and got to be cool with what you get whenever, you know, you more so as a consumer. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I also thought about like the Odyssey versus Origin comparison. See, for me, you know, it's gonna be dope just because I ain't seen too many games in the setting of Origins. I, I like from the the critical standpoint of like playing games forever and being in the industry as far as just working retail. But you know what I'm saying? But actually having access to just a lot more time of <laughs> just playing games as opposed to going to a nine to five in my earlier section of a different life. I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on, grasp on, you know, just technically sound games as opposed to non-technically sound games. You know what I'm saying? And in a lot of ways, Origins just it just was not te- technically sound. It was too many glitches. It was too many wall frame glitches where you just stuck in the wall. It, it's a lot of you know floors that were missing. But because I haven't seen that shit a thousand times, like. As much as I want to get Odyssey, I guess not something I haven't seen. Like I already saw one of my favorite movies is Gladiator, still to this day. Period. You know that's yeah. still gut wrenching. Or you know what I'm saying? I've seen 300. Like you know what I mean? So it's kind of like I, I eh, okay. So for me personally, like I know it's a market out there for those people, but I also understand the cr- the critical aspect and the perspective of you know Odyssey is just a better game. But it tripped me out. Like the question was, is some of this shit just some of the brainwashing that we get from our perspective and what we supposed to think is dope and what we not supposed to think is dope? You know what I'm saying? And that's just flat, flat out, factually, scientifically, what it could can be when it, when it comes to entertainment. It's a reason why they said Black Panther wouldn't do well in China, and it really didn't do that well in China as well as it could have, even though it was a billion dollar film. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And these are things that you know, it's a video game show. But on a grander scale, because everybody's a foot, everybody can't be a critic. It's okay to be a, a consumer and keep the balance squared away. And that's what I like about the discrepancies in some of the things, you know, from one to the other. Because when it starts to bleed in too much, it just is, it, you know, that that is definitely the signal of, of Ragnarok. And I, I had to end it off to think of myself, like, introvertly. Like, as much as I love Bethesda, that I loved him more after we had press passes to QuakeCon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I had to question myself about that shit. You know what I mean? Was I was I really that pumped up about Doom? So, you know, I could see where if you, if you lose touch with yourself, you know, that... <laughs> that inner integrity might get compromised just based on a perspective shift, you know, and losing yourself. The good thing about this shit is we were able to sit down or I was able to at least say, okay, what's something that's kind of hard to break? Cause I do actually have a true passion for it for a lot of aspects and reasons in games. So I don't have to fake with myself. I just don't, 
associate myself with shit that I I don't really actually support that much. I might touch bases with it just to see what it, what's going on and and stay informed, but I'm not going to associate like I wouldn't have had a desire to go to QuakeCon if I didn't even fuck with Bethesda. So it's kind of the beautiful circle of life. Yeah. So I mean that that that's just my whole really rundown for just simple personal opinion and philosophy on the whole perspective and the difference between a critical mindset and just a normal consumer, just a normal person. And that's, you know, and of course it's going to be skewed more toward a normal person. Cause that's all I am, man. I'm nine to five, seven days a week. It feels like now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like the next man trying to be all right, you know, and, uh, trying to find peace of mind where I can find it, you know? And I, I don't know, bro. Like, you, you need the critics. You need them. You need the professionals. You need the reviewers. You need the content creators. You need all these things to kind of base things on. But I don't think that should be the forming factor for everybody's overall opinion. I get why Venom was rated a 29 or 30 on Rotten Tomatoes. I still really enjoy Venom, though. So, yeah. I know I went long, bro, but, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I got, man. What, what, what you What you think? Nah, I mean, I feel it. Um, you know, I think it makes sense uh, to kind of have a balance in the best of both worlds because I think a lot of the times critics are, you know, they've, I don't know, sometimes critics can get a little bit too up in their own head. You know, they think they think a little bit too much about their own opinions and their own ideas or their own you know, well, we are the curators, quote unquote. We make sure that everything that's coming out is, you know, properly identified. And sometimes, you know, people forget that some things are just there to have fun. Um, like you said, with about Venom, um, sometimes it's those things are there and they operate in a certain capacity that's, you know, a release valve for society, if you will. Um I think it's, you know, it's, you know, when I did spend time just as a film critic, it's, it's, it does get to a point where you really can become a little bit pompous in the things that you like or enjoy. And that got frustrating after a while, um, cause you can only enjoy things by yourself instead of enjoying things as a group. So that's kind of why I separated myself from that and started just kind of, Hey, whatever I want to watch, whatever I want to play, whatever sounds interesting to me, um, that's how it's going to go. Uh, but I do think a lot of just kind of personal views too. It does come from your memories, where you are, where you, where you grew up, those things that you liked as a kid, the things you know, because the things that you liked as a kid, they never really leave. You know, kind of that stuff doesn't print on you for a lifetime. I mean, I know part of mine is that I still love the stuff that I love because, well, to be honest, I probably loved it as a kid, and that's just the truth. Um, you can't help that sometimes it's just who you are and what you grew up with. And so sometimes those don't, you know, that sticks with you. And I do think it's important. I think both audience and critic reviews are important. I think critics have the capacity sometimes of, you know, putting stuff in kind of a context when it needs to be. I mean, there was Pauline Kell. She's a famous film critic. You know, she used to put stuff in context all the time. She she famously, you know, hated Star Wars, completely hated Star Wars, but recognized what it was, what it was. She recognized, you know, what it was going to be and why it was going to be important. And I think we've kind of lost that along the way. And, you know, I think video game criticism can be a little bit different too. video game criticism kind of uh, you're judging things not just based off of 
you know, how you felt playing it, but you're judging it based off of graphics, mechanics, whether or not there's clipping in it, um, you know, whatever kind of glitches there may be in the game as well. Um, you're also judging based off of story, voice acting, writing. I mean, there's there's a whole capacity here. And that's why on Metacritic, I think it's easier... My understanding, it's easier to get a green rating on Metacritic when it comes to video games uh, than it is to get a in, in movies themselves. It's it's the threshold's a little bit lower, but I do want to go over some of the bigger separations, um, especially with games that critics loved or hated that uh, people absolutely loved. I think that's kind of fascinating to me is where that separation leads. Some of these I have not played, um, but some of these are kind of interesting to me. Fight The Fight is the number one. It's got the number one separation here. It's called The Fight Lights Out. has a meta score of 48 and a user score of 7.7. Have you ever played this, Todd? I don't no. know if I know this game at all. It's a motion controller game. It's one of the PS4 motion controller games hugely oh yeah hey before i forget man you brought up star wars did you ever see solo i still have not seen solo i'm not i, I need saw it to. This, i saw it this past weekend yeah what'd you think i need you to see it i need i need your opinion okay i'm definitely gonna watch it um eventually but yeah the fight that's a big that's a big separation there uh counter-strike condition zero for the pc in 2004 i played this i loved it it's got a user score of 8.9, but it's only got a critic score of 65. 65. And that's kind of... I, I can kind of see what they're coming at. Uh, Monster Hunter Freedom. Uh, it's got a meta score of 72, a user score of 9.6. Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Classic Sonic game. 60 meta score, 8.3 user score. Uh, Deadly Premonition, which has become kind of a cult classic... It's a weird game. This game got high ratings, though, because the game was so bad. That's the one thing about this game. This game was so bad and so strange that it got high ratings as user scores because it is a very bizarre game. Have you ever played Deadly Premonition, Todd? Nope. Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? I, went to, I go to the restaurant from time to time. <laughs> the, the, the game is a very, very strange game. Um, but you know, overall, I do think that both views are important as well. Um, I don't know. You have any last words, man? We, I appreciate everybody that listened to the show. Seriously, man. I, I appreciate the, the positive feedback and energy that you've given me. And just no matter what anybody that fuck with this show, just, just know that, you know what I'm saying? And of course, as usual, trying to keep it and stay humble and, you know, just, keep the perspective correct man you know that's that's my last words bro i'm about to try to get back on the madden fuck with my homeboy man and or get on the game try to chill out and enjoy this old lovely rainy day all right well as we always do before we leave stay humble <laughs>